looking at, uh, I mean, we've looked at this for years and years, yeah. um, that there was a, a Christian mystic, um, Clements of Alexandria, and he used to teach his students to practice being God. That's right. quite something coming yeah. from a Christian mystic, isn't <laughs> right. it? Practice being God. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure he didn't win many friends with the mainstream, but uh, nonetheless, that's that's what he used to do because mm. he was trying to teach them just how powerful they really were. Yeah. And because we are, as you said, we are. That is the one essence. That's the source of all being. And how could we be something different? Of course, we are part of it. It's like the ocean. Imagine the ocean of consciousness, and which is made up of molecules. Um, and if we think in a personal way that we're molecules in the ocean, but we're also the ocean at the same time. Right. So when we when we look at reality through our limited five senses, through intellect, we only see ourselves as the molecule in the ocean. But when we broaden our horizons consciously, then we see ourselves as the ocean at the same time. We can, we are, to put it simply, we are the one manifested as the many. Hmm. And so that's, 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 that's a very deep concept to realize that we are, and this goes for all of us, we are the one manifested as the many. Okay. So it's the ocean experiencing itself as different uh, molecules, molecules or yeah. droplets. Mm. So um, we are all source having different experiences through or using consciousness. That's why we are all different. Uh, it's important for the source Um uh, all that is, whatever word you want, or phrase you want to use, um, the experiences are always different because, as I say, why duplicate the you know the same experience? So to have different experiences um, through consciousness, which is why we appear to be separate, um, but we're but, not. But knowing that we're not, we are all, and we're not separate. We're not separate thoughts. from anything. Anything, you know, yeah. anything within. So, and this goes for so, animals. Yes, it's, it's not uh, just people. It's uh, everything. Yeah, it's everything. Everything. And this is why yeah. the the sort of mystic side of religions, and particularly in the East, teach teach this. You know that we should have respect for everything because everything everything is part of us. We are all one. So it's not only having due respect for other seemingly separate humans who are actually all part of us and we are part of them yeah. uh, but everything animals trees everything, everything is all part of us you know hurt uh, hurt other things and you're in a way hurting yourself it's uh, you know it'd be like uh, discriminating against your left hand and favoring your right hand which is nonsense and, and that you know, leads to a very interesting uh, paradigm of today when we have the so-called evil people you know whatever World Economic Forum Gates, yeah. or whatever you know, trying to kill us, and they are in this in this game. But I would say I've found more and more that I, 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 I just can't give these people any energy. Certainly not hate them. Certainly not want to kill them. Certainly not want them to go to jail or anything. I don't care about them. They're just playing their part because they are part of me, no. and I just get hurt when I do that. So I don't do that myself. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. I was going to say, um, 
if you're directing hate at any part of uh, what your experiences are, then you have you need to have a look and <laughs> decide why you are putting the energy. Because again, when you are putting energy against something, you're still giving giving that some kind of reality. The idea, as you say, is to withdraw your energy and just you know ignore it. And the they are playing a role. Um, hmm. It's. It's it's pretty horrible the kind of things that they are are doing, but but if you look in the um, sort of bigger picture, I mean I'm a bigger picture person. um, If you're looking at the bigger picture, their role is to help us say, oh no no, we don't want any of that. We want to make our choices. Right. Whereas if people weren't um, doing these. Um, putting out these sort of ridiculous um, stories, narratives and demands and making everything look pretty horrible in the future, then people would have just carried on. We would have all just carried on being complacent, whereas suddenly everything's been ramped up to be so ridiculous and looking so horrible um, that it's made... Um, it's made to say, oh no, no, sorry, no. This is this is not how we want life to be. Uh, we want to choose. We want right. to have different choices. We want to choose something better than this. And that's why it's, it's it's a great awakening. It's a great awakening people, for humanity. Yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. we've we've never had we've never had this opportunity before in the recorded history really? of humanity. This is a big one. And, uh, this is a big one. This is a big one. <laughs> and you know, this is. I know Klaus Schwab. Yeah. talks about the great reset there is a great reset but it's not the one he thinks <laughs> you know as you, as you rightly say they, these are just players right. and they are only they're only as powerful as the energy we wish to give them in our reality and that's why dawn and i are very optimistic we know that this uh, none of these doomsday uh, sayers you know their stuff if you don't believe in it it's not going to happen you know you don't have to believe there's going to be a financial crash or there's going to be you know world domination right. by some anything evil do as you yeah. if you don't have believe in that then you take your energy away from it and you don't have to there's no violence involved you just because you create the things you put your energy into and it's like the old saying of uh, don't hate war love peace hmm. you know and uh, it's a big difference right time, it's a big difference yeah. when yeah. we hate yeah. something it just gets stronger so just go yes. where you, go where you want to go yes. yes the other thing is that we do know these systems have to um crumble because they are rotten from the inside so the these um systems that we've been told are the way things are ha- have to crumble so maybe we may have to see some things happening sure. that look like yeah. it looking horrible but we know that you know it's, it's like the phoenix you know rising from the ashes as it were although it's not waiting until it's all fallen apart before we create something new there are parallels there are you know there's there's a lot of new ideas there are a lot of new ideas and people are putting their energy into creating these new ways not new systems but just new ways of living that are far more mm. loving and harmonious and that's where we moving towards and it's that these things are working at the same time um but again so it's it's not to be drawn into the fear of something some you know doomsday prophecy but to know that these systems have to change have to fail at some point have to to dissipate yeah Yeah. don lester and david parker are here let me let me reintroduce you a second uh uh, don lester and david parker are here if you care to join us so patrick at one radio network.com we have some interesting emails uh, let me just tack on a second before you go david and this idea 
and you all have uh, studied this for a long time and looked at it, but try to explain to us your understanding of how, well, right today, I have a different reality than you do. Mine is my reality because of my state of consciousness is different from yours. And um, your reality cannot affect me at all unless I invite you into my reality. So do you think, this is pretty much, I think, what's going to go on with this new awakening. Uh, we don't have, these guys don't have, we don't care what happens to them. We're going to be in our own reality, but explain your understanding of why once we're in our reality that people can't penetrate it. That's that's cool. Okay, yes. It's, it's very cool. I don't it? know whether, I don't know whether we can, uh, pull up a, a little picture. Uh, well, we can you allow us to share screen, please? How do we do it? I don't know how to do that. Oh, okay. Okay, right. if, well, if you're not sure, we'll no. we'll leave it. Okay, uh, leave it yeah. But I'll uh, yes. I mean, one of the other mind-boggling things is that, and you you were touching on it there, Patrick, mm-hmm. is that we each only experience our own reality. We think we think we're experiencing other people's reality or at least seeing other people's reality. Uh, But we're not. We're not. We're only seeing our own reality. And that Mm -hmm. interaction of other people, we're not uh, saying that no one else exists, only us, but it's only how we decide on the interaction we're going to have with what appears to be other people. But our reality is still based on our hopes and fears. Let me, Hmm. I've got a, a quote here that I, I often like to read because this was a quote by uh, uh, an Eastern mystic called Sri Nizagadatta Maharaj. And I think he said this beautifully. I'll read it to you. And this may help some of the listeners uh, get their heads around this very mind-boggling subject. And he said, he said, you have made this world and you can change it. The world of which you are the only source and ground, is fully within your power to change. What is created can always be dissolved and recreated. Mm. All will happen as you want it, providing you really want it. You have created the world's sorrows out of your own desires and fears. You deal with them. All is due to your having forgotten your own being, having given reality to the picture on the screen. You love its people and suffer for them and seek to save them. It is just not so. You must begin with yourself. There is no other way. Hmm. And everything is encapsulated in there in what we've been saying about us creating the reality that we experience. And because we forget who we are and what we are, and we give reality to what we think we're seeing in front of us, Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's not so. Yeah, it, it's the, uh, the, I think the one of the real traps, too, is that we were brought up maybe for lifetimes to believe that out there is the cause of things, right? Yeah. Uh, when, when there's only one original cause, God, which is us, and we mm. cause everything, and when we react to other things, then we're just, we're just chasing our tail, right? Because... Yeah. they don't cause anything for you and I unless we think they do. Exactly. And that's why he said, 
that you know you have to begin with yourself yeah you know and that's why under over the temple oracle in delphi mm. all those thousand yeah. years ago yeah. it said man know thyself know thyself and the man know thyself and once you know what you are what your true essence is what your true being is right and then and then that understanding will you'll be able to change the reality you experience yeah. and that's really what that was trying to tell people i think that's man, been commonly called excuse me self-realization many paths have yes. caused that where you realize you are a spiritual being and then there's then that's when the games really begin right that's yeah. not the end of the story then that's when then you pick up speed and start to understand you know and work towards god realization which i would call to experience whatever whatever god is don lester and david parker uh, here's a, a great email and i think pretty uh, profound way to look at it right now from cindy really enjoying this patrick talks about this stuff and my head always explodes when he does but, and so i don't put duct tape around it but so what i want to understand cindy is what do i do with all these crazy thoughts that constantly streaming through my mind great great question great question yeah okay well i mean that's why um particularly in the eastern philosophies which has been seemingly looking at this for much longer than right. western philosophies um is where they use meditation and contemplation much more to still the mind because you know it's uh, the conscious mind intellect is always busy busy isn't it it's always wanting to think about this whether it's the shopping what i'm having for dinner where shall i go tonight right or or they're stuck on their computer or they're playing games on their phones all of these are distractions watching the television so they never give themselves the majority of people mm. never give themselves time for quiet moments and in those quiet moments which may be to take yourself out into nature or even down the garden if you've got a, a garden where you can find a quiet spot and let your mind still enjoy nature soak it in there is energy there and let your mind still you're not thinking about anything in particular but let it quieten down because then other areas of your being other areas of your of who, expanded of who we are awareness, of who we are yeah, right that, that will start to feed through to you yes and you'll start to have insights that you would not have had before yeah. because your intellect mind monkey mind as some people call right. it it's kind of is cool. too busy chattering right always all the time it's chattering so you need to quieten it down the, the other thing is with the chattering is that it's um uh, sort of i don't want to divert into, into sort of other areas as well but that there are messages um from those other chattering sort of parts of you um you know you're kind of trying to tell yourself something quite quite often you know if you've got this kind of inner dialogue um i mean if it's just about kind of everyday matters and concerns about you know what to do Whatever. tomorrow yeah. next week or shopping list those things then they they can be quietened but sometimes there are some other sort of um more sort of deeper thoughts that may require looking at to understand why why you are thinking those things and they could be related to all kinds of fears and um or you know maybe even things that have happened to you in the past and again this is hanging on to what we think of as our past and again because there is only 
now because time and space are constructs so we are always living in the now and again that's all that's all there is yeah that's all there yeah you know i've been only now go go, i'm sorry i was just going to say so we don't have to be drawn into what drawn back into what we think of as the past as it were it's not as real as we may believe it is and therefore we can have different ways of viewing events that have happened in our lives i've been i've been kind of really digging into this idea of thoughts and states of consciousness for a lot of years now and and i have a a take that i think you might find interesting and and see if you relate to this at all is i spent many years you know in the meditation you know buddhist uh, alan watts krishnamurti all these guys you know uh, uh, osho and you know remember him and all these people cool stuff and you know the eastern thing of the mind is you know the thoughts are floating through like clouds and just ignore them and meditate and quiet it down and i spent pretty much most of this lifetime up to about 10 years ago doing that but i wasn't getting anywhere because it just wasn't you know i mean how long are you gonna observe your thoughts you know until the cows come home okay so then what you know so i really began to see on the inner planes that as dawn just said which may brought me into it there is only now so to to separate oneself from a thought right say okay i'm still here looking at a thought that's an illusion there's only one there's no separation so I believe, and my experience is that every thought is a state of consciousness in the now. And I think they're just uh, polying on on like a hologram, all in this ever-present now. And once you get to that point, you can see that there's no reason to care about any thought. It's just a state of consciousness. The only movement to make is move to a state that you want. That's Mm. it. Just move to a state that you want. Because the moment you say, I don't like that thought, that's just another thought. And then you're just, you know, again, you're in the mental plane in the land of a matter, energy, space, and time, as you guys talked about. And you're not getting out of there, you know, until you get out of there as a spiritual being. Does that make sense to you guys that it's, it's you know, yeah. uh, David Icke yeah. has talked about it for years, this hologram, an idea. And if we think it's just now, well, there is no past, there is no future. And you say, well, where'd that thought come from? Well, then that's just another thought. It'll make yourself crazy. And what do you think about that? What do you think about that? One of the things that we try to explain to people is what we think of as past, present, and future all actually exist simultaneously, as Dawn said. Right. It has uh, time and space are mental constructions. Mm-hmm. And even quantum physics uh, agrees with this. They realize that what they call time's arrow, you know, mm-hmm. i.e., there is a past, a present, and a future, doesn't actually exist in reality. So they're quite happy, uh, surprisingly to most people, that quantum physics are quite happy to accept that there is no past, present, and future. There is just now. Right. Everything is now. Certainly in the mind of uh, God, if we want to call it that, or all that is, of course, all things exist simultane- simultaneously. It's only because we use, if we think of it as the lens of intellect, mm-hmm. which has a very limited view of reality, because it's just using the five senses to view reality, which it reviews, mm-hmm. it, it views in piecemeal terms, one 
one moment after another, and that's how it creates the illusion of time, rather than stepping back and looking through expanded consciousness, when you can then see that all events exist simultaneously. Yeah. And the, the point of power, as you rightly said, Patrick, is now the point of power is the present moment and that's all that matters because from the present moment is where you stride out as it were to where you want to go to what you want to do based on your yeah. beliefs do, do what, what do you want to do what do you what do you want right now what do you want uh, boom and what is and yeah. what is stopping you you, know, yeah. you have to examine yourself man know thyself yeah and know what it is that's preventing you from going where you want to go uh, and that's the reason for looking at the thoughts um, that arise, because they may well show you some of the reasons that you think you can't move or whatever right. it is, or the kind of obstacles in the way or, you know, belief systems, ideas, thoughts, you know, um, uh, uh, again, that are, um, you know, again, it's, it's to do with, a you know, a, an examined life. Right. So we're examining... Yeah, but then wouldn't it be just a still, still soul's choice, free will, to buy into a thought that, oh, Patrick, you can't become a, a great screenwriter because, you know, you don't know how to do that. Okay, so if I buy into that, well, then that's my reality, and then, you know, you, you don't write, or you write sometimes, or you question yourself, but that's still my choice. Yeah. I don't have to buy yeah. into that one. I You know, I don't have to. I just don't. That, yeah. That's exactly it. I mean, that's yeah. the thought where it says, oh, you can't do that. And you and then you have to examine why you think you can't and whether that's, um, a, a, again, something that you want to accept or you say, well, who's saying I can't? And then quite often you can find that it's tied to um, some event where you were, you know, may, maybe what you think of as your childhood where you were told that, you know, you couldn't do something. Um and so you can come out of that and say, right. "Well, you know, I don't have to believe that because, again, it's a it's a belief that you can't belief that you can't. It's not a fact that you can't." And again, it's examining those thoughts to say, "Well, why is that thought there? Why is that thought saying I can't?" When you say, "Well, actually, I'd like to do that," so you can change your thought and then I you mean, can even, change the energy. Even uh, even Henry Ford, whatever we may think mm. of the man, right. no. <laughs> not a lot. He, even he said, "Whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't." You'll be right. You'll be right. No, I, 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 and Don, I even keep it simpler for me. If I, if I continue to view myself as soul, as soul, which I do, all twenty four seven, I don't even care where that thought comes from. Right? I can't do it. Mm. I just don't. I just, I just move to a state of consciousness where I know I can. You know, and uh, you know, yeah. cut, cut right through the mustard kind of thing. I'm not saying what you said is incorrect, but you know, we can refine it more and more all the time. It's what we're doing, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's the point, as you say, you can refine it. It's just I'm, I'm sort of, um, sort of explaining how exactly these thoughts might arise, and and you might want to look at that and then decide. Um, well, how you think about it, because we are all different. Uh, right. And again different um we're in different sort of stages of our journeys and so you know for people who may not be at the same well uh, kind of stage well said because oftentimes say, oftentimes soul who we are uh, they're wanting us to for some reason karmically or lesson wise to look at something like you say and say well what you know <laughs> you know maybe you know maybe i need to better understand why why this thing keeps coming up yeah it's a good point because we're all That's different. Yeah, yeah. 
this is this is another powerful thing to realize that the reality that you experience as an individual is a feedback system it's a reflection of your beliefs and fears so hmm. we should learn to pay attention to our feedback system because we're trying to tell ourselves things all the time in the experiences that appear to be solid and separate to us and Including outside of us yeah. so whatever they are is always start by remembering that it's a feedback system you are trying to help yourself you're talking to yourself in a pictorial way if you like yeah. through your experiences and then you can learn from those and then modify what you're doing if necessary um so we 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 are constantly trying to help us so yeah too uh, with the experience that we present ourselves with so that would be an idea of maybe some kind of fears coming up and they keep coming up then you could maybe which i've been through in the last few years and just really understanding uh, a fear of death which i didn't even realize i had you know until i had some really cool inner experiences and i knew i didn't fear death i just didn't and then and once you have the experience it's like well that's pretty cool you know so you don't have to be ever, ever afraid of dying, ever again, ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is someone someone once said to us a long time ago that you're you're as dead now as you're ever going to be. <laughs> that's, right. that's quite an interesting thought, isn't it? And, so, and yes, someone, I mean, someone, that, uh, someone yeah, that was a revelation uh, <laughs> for me. I mean, that was that was a big was a kind big of aha moment. Uh -huh. Yeah, that that was a big one because that that was uh, a real kind of. Um, clarification of, of of that feeling of, of who and what we really are so i mean yes that that's extremely empowering but again as david said with the, the feedback system i mean that that's your thoughts as well as your experiences um because we do have experiences sort of one after the other as if they are in time but it's a question of expanding our awareness and by recognizing where we have what we may think of as sort of limiting beliefs or a right. situation that keeps presenting itself because we're trying to learn something yeah. um mm -hmm. but these right. these can be really lovely experiences you know if you want to learn something i i've i've found um quite often that when i'm looking for some information on a topic it, it can present itself quite easily or you know a book will turn up because i i like reading as you can tell um <laughs> yeah, a so, lot of books you know, yeah um <laughs> and, and and still buying lots um it's just you know this it's great to, well i like coming up with a kind of good book but it's it, it's a way of you know finding the information that you're looking for and i've i've found that you know it's it it gets easier, you know, when you learn who you are and you trust the process, that these experiences come more e easily to you. Yeah. I think another fun thing that helped me on the thought and state of consciousness thing is I really saw in a deep meditation and contemplation that how could I just be observing a thought if I feel it? And we do. So we have to be in the thought to actually, so say we have a, we have a fear of, I don't know, heights or whatever something you know for, and this thought is running through our consciousness and we we actually feel how it feels feels to be a fear of flying or heights we have to be in that thought otherwise we wouldn't feel it if we just observed it you can't observe something without you know affecting it right so we're it, with that whole now thing works even more doesn't it just to smash together hmm true yeah yeah 
And this, of course, is why we experience things, why we've created this particular framework Mm -hmm. that we call daily reality (laughs) so that we can experience things in a certain way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it is about the experience, you know. We um, Again, another example we often give to people is imagine that you'd never been swimming, but you wanted to know what swimming was all about. Mm-hmm. So you you just buy lots of books on swimming, so you know all <laughs> the techniques, you know, everything about swimming. Well, you'll never really understand swimming until you get in the water and swim. Right. And that's the complete experience, and that's really what what life is about. It is right. Yeah. That is what life's about. Yeah, to experience. Is, yeah, is to know and experience. So you have the total picture, uh, the total uh, knowledge, as it were. And then and we why, can learn lessons from that, rather than yeah. as a religionist uh, kind of tricked us into believing in sin, and then you know, and then you get punished and all that stuff. And it's really not. It's just about learning lessons i want to dig more into that let me do a quick little break here because i'm kind of behind you guys are fun to talk to don lester and david parker patrick timpone one radio network.com and check this out brian clement who heads up the hippocrates institute in florida talked about saunas here elke writes in for brian clements would brian give us some tips on what supplements we would need to take if we do saunas several times a week to replenish lost minerals from sweating well, Dr. Rao, who you had on, is a colleague and a friend. We do often conferences together in Europe, and I agree. We have saunas here. I take a sauna, so you know this, no matter where I travel in the world, 365 days a year. I think it's mandatory. Really? 87%, listen closely, okay. 87% more heavy metals and chemicals come out in an infrared. Well, no wonder we feel better when we take these saunas. We have the Relax Far Infrared Sauna we've talked about. On and we, we have it on an every, everyday sale. Maybe you uh, can listen to a show we did with uh, Phil Wilson who brings these saunas in. They're um, uh, made at a medical university in Taiwan. And um, if, uh, you know, if the Rushkis don't take over Taiwan, maybe... No, I'm just kidding. I think that's all made up, too. I don't trust any of these news sources. Anyway... Uh, if you'd like to get a sauna, just uh, email me, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And we sell them for $1,295 tax title license in the lower, lower 48. Tax title license in the lower 48. For those of you in Petaluma, that doesn't mean Alaska or Hawaii. And... Um, we ship them all over the world. We're shipping one to Ireland today, all over the world. The only place that we haven't been able to ship is Germany. I don't know what Merkel and that crowd has against saunas, but something. <laughs> but every, <laughs> every place else, you know, oh, God bless Merkel. Every place else we ship them. It's hilarious. So just email me. Tell me where you live. Give me your zip code and address, and I'll give you the best price we can. I guarantee you, you're going to get the best price here anywhere, ever, 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 uh, and these things are they're, they're about a two thousand dollar sauna, really. They retail for sixteen hundred, and we do twelve ninety five in the United States. So we just lowered our commission, and I would I would like to sell more. These are very very good for detoxification, very good to strengthen the heart and the arteries. A lot of good research coming out from Rhonda Patrick and others about strengthening the entire circulatory system with far infrared. So it's more than just detox. Check it out. OneRadioNetwork.com. Just email me and uh, 
uh, we'll we'll hook you right up there. Email me. We were talking to Wayne Blakely, the Living Streams guy, and he told us some interesting things about sulfur. When we eat the glyphosate, mm-hmm. and what it does inhibits the plant from uptaking any minerals and nutrients from the soil. Right, right. And the plants die. Okay, so that's what it does to us. When we eat the glyphosate, exactly the same thing. It stops the uptake minerals, and especially sulfur. And sulfur causes people... We're made up of 52% sulfur to take away the water, okay? And we're sulfur beings. We have to have sulfur to keep us sane. We have to, to have sulfur in our brains to keep us sane. Otherwise, we go, we get manic, you know, bipolar, uh, things like this, and you have to be on drugs. That's, a, that's all caused from the glyphosate. Yeah, we've heard that about the sulfur. We've had uh, Stephanie Seneff on from MIT. Yeah, I know Stephanie. Yeah, yeah do you? It. And the whole yeah. sulfur cycle. Oh, yeah. Well, we probably would be eating sulfur every day, whether the glyphosates are there or not, but this is another good reason. People just feel better taking it. brings oxygen everywhere. You can order sulfur, three prices, United States, Canada, and worldwide. Email me, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com if you want to order more than four pounds and a discount. Sulfur, organic sulfur, yeah, it's the real deal. There's no silicone dioxide, nothing else but pure organic sulfur on oneradionetwork.com. Broadcasting live, weekday mornings, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Hope you're enjoying the show with uh, Don Lester, David Parker. I wish you guys would just get this first, first last name to, you know, be a lot, lot easier. Just kidding. <laughs> the same. So, you know, one thing that I like to chat about uh, quite a bit here, because we have so many shows on nutrition and stuff, is this idea, and I'd like to get your uh, take on it, is uh, personally I am very careful and, and encourage my listeners to do the same, is we, we don't want to really think that our thyroid is low, or we have this, right, or we have that, or we have anything. If it's all a moving target, uh, the body's always trying to make balance, right, which I, you talk a lot about in your book, uh, what really makes you ill. Um, can you bring some more leverage to that idea that just thinking about having something wrong in our body makes it more wrong, if that's correct English? Yeah. Well, one, yeah. Of the, one of the main things that the medical establishment does is gives um, out lots of labels for um, various symptoms and make people believe that they are these collections of symptoms that they give a label to uh, means that there's an actual uh, disease condition that, that there is something they can actually get mm. you know it's the yeah. you know, the things that they can get that you know it happens to them um, and again it's you know it's so that they can then take the take charge take control and say well if, if you've got this then we can give you this (laughs) exactly so it's stopping people taking responsibility for themselves now this isn't about blame um, but understanding what symptoms actually are within the body are um, uh, again you say sort of you know disease or you can say dis-ease you know the body is out of balance and the body is trying to get back to balance and that's what most symptoms represent that the body is really trying to get itself back to homeostasis. Unfortunately, um, the medical establishment makes people get in their own way and and, uh, 
disturb that process and intervene and to stop that process. So, you know, the body will keep trying um, even harder. But again, it's not just the body as, as we know, it's sort of body and mind together. So the yes. fear that we have uh, a thing that has a label, uh, unfortunately, some people then take that label as uh, part of their identity, and then they are less able to bring themselves out of that condition um, because it, it it seems to define them, which is a shame. Um, but it's then prevents them uh, from helping their body to heal itself, which includes you know the mind and the thoughts and the ideas. Again, with the um, what we call the sort of stress factor, but it's it's more than that. It's the belief and the ideas that there is a, as you say, a problem in with the body and seeing it from that perspective rather than mm. looking at what we can do to help our body yeah. heal, yeah. Um, which includes then changing our ideas and our beliefs about what um, these symptoms are, taking away the labels, but also... Um, coming from the place where we, um, you know, if you like, we sort of love ourselves enough to look after ourselves <laughs> and to do something that makes us feel better so we don't have to stay in that place of feeling bad, having this dis-ease and having problems within the body. And that usually takes people, once they start seeing um their health from that perspective they will then start taking if you like sort of better care of themselves yes. they will you know, they will move away from um artificial things from synthetic products and they will look to more natural things they will look to as, as david said before you know being outside being in nature looking at things that are more natural and their bodies will then um help to restore the homeostasis and it, it so it is a sort of a full mind body and spirit yeah, kind yeah. of experience we yeah. can't we can't emphasize enough how important the mind is and the effect it has on the body yeah i mean yes you can so you can be poisoned of course you know if someone gave you arsenic even if you had a, a very strong belief system if someone gave you enough arsenic it would probably yeah, kill probably. you probably <laughs> but <laughs> But having said that, that we, we have many examples that we've come across of just how wonderful and powerful the mind is. And one, I, I, I'll give this one now. And this was uh, an American uh, orthopedic surgeon who uh, one of his main <clears throat> tasks was uh, where people had got to knee pain, severe knee pain. And so this was what he was famous for. And uh, he normally would make uh, incisions in the knee, flush out the debris and sew the knee back up. Uh -huh. And they decided they were going to do an experiment. And uh, unbeknown to the people, they were divided into two groups. One group, uh, he did these usual procedure, which was to make incisions in the knee, flush it out, sew the knee up. With the other group, unbeknown to them, of course, he just made the incisions in the knee, didn't do anything. And just sewed it back up again. Wow! And he got almost exactly the same no, beneficial results right? from both groups. Wow, man! And he was he was as shocked as anyone else. So much so that he said that the ex the uh, operation was obviously a complete waste of time. He wasn't going to do it anymore <laughs> because, <laughs> and that's that's the power of the mind. Wow! I mean, and we we have even more amazing examples of that. But the David, mind, the power is really us. As soul, of just using the mind, right? Is so. 
we're the power, right? The mind is just software, really, isn't it? It's just software. Yeah. 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 Just a. But but I'm trying I'm trying to sort of get through to people how important their beliefs and fears yeah. are, what yeah. they believe, wow. what they fear, and how much that can affect. Phew. And this is why. This is why with this whole COVID thing, why, and it addresses a question you asked earlier on, why apparently groups of people went down with so-called COVID symptoms. Sure. Well, sometimes people, again, if they feel that there's a virus on the loose and, you know, they've probably inhaled it and they can induce these symptoms in their body, real symptoms. Oh, yeah. But they're induced by their fears, not because of any parasite or virus or bacteria and and this is really what has happened big time all yeah. around the world with many people because they believe this thing is real but when you look at the science as we've done and now many others have done and realize well whatever is making you ill it's nothing to do with the virus because it's never been proven to be a, a pathogen <laughs> or a bacteria for that matter and so whatever's yeah. making you ill is something else and, and, and think about what could what happens uh, with somebody who walks out of the doctor's office with a sheet of paper saying you have stage four cancer. You know, yeah. God love them. Yeah. I mean, how, exactly. and if you really believe that, how difficult it would be to, to you know, heal that. Wow. Yeah. Well, even doctors know, and they call it dying of the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And they know this. And because they wear a white coat and have a stethoscope and some people may look on them as almost demigods yeah, yeah. and that what they believe is true and doctors know this they should be much more careful about making these sort of prognoses to people because people can die of the diagnosis because they've been told oh we might have two months to live or something like that right and very often um and this has been found in autopsy that uh, that person, sure enough, dies within the two-month period. But under autopsy, it seemed that there was actually no reason that they should have died in that two-month period. No reason. Um, but, but their belief had killed them because mm. that's what the doctor had said. They'd given them two months to live. So, wow. yeah. Wow. So, so um, he, uh, when, we, when we talk about using different things like you know, we were into hydrogen and, and different nutraceutical, not, but herbs and things like that. How do you think it works knowing what you know about physical reality? And um, uh, do you think it's possible, let me ask it this way, do you, uh, both of you think it's possible to heal something in the body that this something is, you know, the liver is not happy and it's got these energy around it or whatever it is, uh, gallbladder, or with um, just the physical things and not dealing with it spiritually? That's the way I want to ask the question. Um, I, I think um, people have to be aware of, the, you know, the all parts of them in order to be able to heal. Mm. But because we've been given this false model of, of human health or, uh, you know, and, and mm -hmm. what affects human health, sometimes um, well, I would say, you know, a lot of people need something to help them take the steps towards yes. pure, sort of towards healing, towards, you know, this sort of state of health. Um, it's not easy when you, you know, you're steeped in, in those old systems and those beliefs of, of what the body actually is and how it gets ill. 
to suddenly go, oh, well, it's just my mind. Right, oh, well, right. I can just change my thoughts. Um, and so, therefore, as I was saying before, when you start to sort of learn who you are and you, you, you know, you learn to love yourself and look after yourself, so you will start changing practices. And so, those practices can include um, um, various different steps. And, and again, there are a lot of different um, ideas about what can help. And again, the, you know, the hydrogen, the brown gas, the, mm. um, you know, the, the different um, supplements and all kinds of different ideas. And some people are, were, you know, find that they are beneficial, and but some people say, well, it didn't work for me. So they find something else because we're, we're looking for different ways. So again, it's not that there's any one fix, but we are finding the stepping stones that, that help us help ourselves. Yeah. To, towards, help your help um, ourselves because I think an argument can be made Don and David for is we're doing things get out in the sun ground and detox and all of these things if we feel better if we have more energy and we have more positive you know we just feel then we can even have the ju more juice to look at the more spiritual things because we just feel better so mm -hmm. I think it helps that yeah, way yeah. as well right because we just have more energy you know we just have more energy yeah. It's, we often say to people, you know, health, natural health is just that. It's a natural thing. Mm. You know, it's ill health that's unnatural. Mm. And if people, I mean, as you probably know, Patrick, in our book, we just talk about four factors over the right. 10 years that we examined. Tell us what those are, those four factors. Sure. The four factors that we found were the culprits, if you like, for every type of so-called illness um they were either they were toxification mm -hmm. so an intake of toxins either in or on the body uh lack of correct nutrition mm -hmm. um overexposure to emfs electromagnetic frequencies because mm -hmm. the body has an electrical system as well and prolonged stress mm -hmm. and that and that stress does include um you know fears and beliefs and, and worry you know, it's, angst it's, yeah we just yeah, we just found that one word to kind of incorporate sure. all of those aspects. And all of those four factors, it's either one or a combination of those four factors, were at the root of every, and we, we examined many, many different uh, illnesses, and even going back to looking at the Black Death and 1918 flu and all of these different things, all of which are detailed in the book. And we always found one or more of those four factors was the actual real cause. Never, ever did we find oh, wow. any scientific evidence to prove it was a germ, not one. Isn't that fascinating? Like uh, you're talking about the, the, the what was the great one, 19, uh, Spanish flu and the whole thing, right? Even AIDS yeah. you talk about in the book. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. everything. Wow. And, and, and that, of course, helps people come out of the fear-based system yeah. that we're we're in at the moment that there's this thing out there that can attack us and get us and make us ill <laughs> but again it, yeah, it's like, this this so-called thing yeah uh, right. this virus uh, and again and it's looking it's looking you know beyond just viruses you know that like we said before about these other diseases that there are these disease entities that can attack us mm -hmm. um and really the message um the sort of core message is that for us to be able to take responsibility for our own health and of course that then uh, snowballs into other areas of our lives and so we can take more and more control over all aspects of our lives and that helps us learn who we are mm -hmm. what who and what we 
truly are. And so it is all interconnected. It's just, if you like, because of the madness of the last nearly three years. <laughs> madness is a good word. Bigger. Yeah, madness yeah. is a good word. So, well, that's so, a polite word. Yes, that's a polite word. But it's, it, yes, I mean, it's just complete craziness. Um, but it has allowed people to to learn that that's not how things work. And it has opened people up to learning more about what life is, who we are, what we are, what we can do, yes, and yeah. and taking back responsibility, which is really what it's not about being selfish, but it's understanding that our experiences and and everything that we're doing starts from, if you like, within, to then experience outside of ourselves or appear to be outside of ourselves. But we have to change our thoughts and ideas and beliefs and our limits from within to yes, then experience have those experiences um and get rid of it, get yes. rid of the get rid of the limitations mm-hmm. you know we the humans we are as you say we are spiritual we are we are, spiritual beings, we are right? tremendously yeah. powerful hmm. and once people recognize that power just knowing that pretty cool and opening themselves up to that power they will start to feel more of it and be able to exercise more of it it's because they've been taught all their lives from the first day at school that they're very limited you know we're taught at school about darwinism aren't we we taught about that we probably evolved from some pond scum uh, in a distant ocean millions of years ago and that we're just some sort of biological accident which um you know the universe doesn't care whether we're whether we're here or not, you know, and then we could all just say, no, we're much, much more important than that. This is, we are not a biological accident. And if people look at the science of Darwinism, they'll see that there is nothing in the fossil records that supports it. Nothing at all. Oh, that's the old idea it's of just going from into apes and then apes went into man and that thing. Yeah. That's the Darwin. Yeah. Well, where do you guys think, before we go, we only have a few more minutes, I have another show coming up, but thanks for all your time. Where do you all think, I'm sure you probably talk about it over dinner, where do you think we, we humans came from? I mean, the, I mean, I mean, the humanoid has been around, they have uh, uh, probably 400,000 years or more, right? I mean, they have records of uh, uh, yeah. uh, homo sapiens. Well, I mean, what do you think we, yeah. you think we just plopped down here from somewhere? Or what do you think we, how do you think this happened? Do you have any theories? Well, we, well again, you're looking at time, aren't you? Yeah, um, well, I understand. Uh, there are, there's some evidence that, you know, uh, modern humans were around maybe millions of years Could ago. Be. Well, I mean, there are, yes, there definitely are, but it's, it's part of some uh, what they call forbidden archaeology, where <laughs> looking at what fossils do exist, and there are human skeletons, fossilized skeletons yeah. of anatomically the same as we are now, yeah. which are over a million years old. Really? Over a million years old. So not just a few hundred thousand. Million. Over a million years old. So this sort of stuff is hidden from us. Yeah. And the same as everything else but to answer your question as to what do you, yeah. where do, we are manifestations we <laughs> it's a difficult thing to explain because we have no words or concepts to actually show it but once we know what our true nature is which is soul want to use spiritual soul mm-hmm. uh consciousness um the source of all you know we are as clement surveil alexandra taught his people uh, pupils we are god we are the one manifested as the many so oh, we have we have manifested into a reality in the same way as we create 
a dream reality. Oh, we, yo, we manifested here. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, we, we yes. just manifested down here. So I, I think I'll stay here a few million years and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Can I, as, as we're going to leave, I'd yeah. like to leave people with another thought, okay. which uh, I, found, I found very inspiring. Okay. And it says, do you really think and believe that millions of evolved souls would say yes to come to Earth just to die in a totalitarian new world order. Absolutely not. We came to flip this world upside down, back to its original state mm. and more. We came here for the new earth, for world peace, for the immortal golden age, for a new Eden. We came here for nothing less than to send a wave of light and love across the universe, signaling the birth of a new order of divine justice peace compassion and love that's why we're all here that's beautiful. and we've got this great opportunity to to yeah. bring that into fruition so don't give up hope people you yeah. know this is great a great time okay so you really think that this is what this is about this whatever this thing is with money and yeah war and yeah. whatever you know it's just yeah. And I think biblical, you know, the uh, biblical thing talks about it and the Mayan calendar, and it all kind of ties in, right? I mean, you know, something's going on. (laughs) Something's happening. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so that's why everyone should be very optimistic, believe the best, and the best will happen. Okay. (laughs) It's got to, right? I mean, it's just the way it's set up as you talk about the nature of reality. It's got to. Yeah. It's got to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you guys are real fun to talk to. Thanks for so much of your time. And okay. um, so where you go from here? Are we just dig, keep on digging and see? Uh, I, do you do a lot of these interviews? I think I've seen you around we, different places. We, we do. And we've been invited over this last uh, 12 months to go. We've been traveling all around the UK, really. Have you? To do live discussions and talks and presentations oh, to people and uh, that's yeah. been that's been really enjoyable and we've met lots and lots of lovely really lovely people uh-huh. um so uh yeah so we keep doing it we keep getting the message out there and uh, more as we've said more and more people have woken up to this more than ever before hmm. and uh, it's a real powerful wave and changing consciousness and that is what is going to make the change and not appealing to governments it's the people coming together and taking back their power, not in any violent way. Right. It's just realizing what they are and that they can have this new Eden, as we've said. Um, you know, it's we're on the brink of it, and that's what we're going to have. Well done. Well, thanks again so much for coming on the show. Uh, Don Lester, David Parker, and What Really Makes You Ill is the name of their, their primary book, and you can go to their website, what really makes you ill.com. Is that right? What it really makes you ill.com. And you can get the book there through Amazon or just go straight to Amazon. So you all take care of yourself. Stay out of uh, trouble. Stay under the radar. And uh, let us know if, if there's anything we can do to help. Really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. Been great. Thank you. Love you both. Thank you. Take care. Love you too. Okay. Wow. What a great, uh, what a great couple, huh? Groucho Mark used to say they're a lovely couple. Remember that show? You've probably not been around as long as I have, Groucho Marx. Okay, kids, we're going to take just a quick little break, and we're going to talk about uh, marijuana, cannabis, a wacky tobacco, 
and there's a guest that says, you know, all this new super duper strength stuff is uh, is a problem, uh, and um, um, you know, there's some theories out there. The same governments are, you know, they act like they don't like cannabis, but they really do because it's um, making people crazy. Hmm. That's an interesting one, right? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going to happen in about 10 minutes right here. OneRadioNetwork.com. Thanks for your support. Uh, we have some uh, colostrum on sale. We have the uh, sauna on sale all the time. If you need anything, uh, we appreciate you spending some of your dollars here. That's how we support ourselves, through uh, commissions. We don't charge any advertisers any money. We don't earn any money unless we unless you buy something. So... If you have the juice and you have the intention and the need for something, I uh, appreciate you coming here and see what you might find. Uh, we have a lot of great products. Also, people send us a donation every now and then. Uh, they're always very, very welcomed as we don't charge for anything at all. at all. We have about 15 years of audio podcast on our website. 15 years. Use our search function and put in fun things and find shows that go back to 2008. And then also all of our videos are on BitChute. Uh, we got a little Facebook thing. You can join us there. So I'll see you in about 10 minutes uh, talking about Wacky Tabacky. And uh, I love you. Thank you. Good job. And I appreciate you being here with us this morning. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs>